0: There's something about observing nature and noticing what stands out to me, what comes to me when I spend time in nature, what um, plants I'm drawn to connect with and observe. And this has been something that I've been doing my entire life. I remember being a child and spending a lot of alone time. <clears throat> I was an only child till I was eleven and um, spent my summers at my grandparents' house, who lived quite rural and on um, right on the ocean. And so I was a, what a 15, 20 minute walk from the ocean and it was so lovely after my chores were done either in the garden or whatever um, else I was helping out with, then I would hop on my bike And I would bike through the woods and around uh, other houses that were there and make it to the water. And sometimes I would even sit in the woods for hours just listening and observing. And I discovered that if you sat long enough... You would see um, the rabbits and foxes and pheasants and all of the wildlife really coming to life. And it was just so interesting when they finally realized you were there. (laughs) That moment was just so fun. um, That moment of surprise. (laughs) And... I always trusted what came through that day. So whether it was, um, yeah, a rabbit, whether it was a fox, whether it was an eagle, a hawk. um, In the mornings, there was always the morning doves and crickets sounding constantly. And I just had this sense and this knowing that, you know, you just know it in that moment when one of those um, sounds or sights or senses that you're experiencing in nature is really speaking to you. And then I would observe it. If it was an animal, I would think about, you know, what's their life like? What do they eat? How do they live? Um, Yeah, What's, what's their world like? And through that curiosity, I would begin to create a dialogue with how those aspects are simply speaking to me and have these realizations and connect dots and and feel like I was, you know, really connecting to something special. And so, <laughs> my cat's here, you might have heard her. <laughs> and so... It's often hard to explain to folks who don't also experience in this way or they think it's only once in a while it's so interesting you know i hear all the time from from clients especially and they say to me well i don't i don't receive all these signs like you do But that's the interesting thing is once we start talking and once I start asking some questions and I start listening to the stories, I can very clearly, I'm like, yeah, there are all the signs. And then I can, you know, and then we discuss, you know, how I'm, what signs I'm interpreting. And and then they begin to (laughs) understand and really see. Um, through unpacking those those moments and those experiences and then from there what often happens is a deep reflection of oh wait a minute all of these things and aspects yeah (laughs) maybe there is a dialogue going on um, from one of my allies in the ecosystem and in leading with that, I would really like to share a story. Um, hopefully, it's linear. I'll weave it the best I can. <laughs> that I'm still actually processing, so it's. I wanted to share um, my experience with the lobster messenger. <laughs> And it's so funny um, when we have these moments. I grew up um, with my grandfather being a lobster fisherman, so I was very much used to seeing lobster in the house and being cooked and eaten. Um, As a child, I would play uh, with the lobster And me and my cousins would have lobster races. That was super fun. But my real (laughs) interesting moments were in my adult years. So about a decade ago, I seen a blue lobster on the beach, the beach that um, I grew up going to near my grandparents and swimming with all of my cousins and family and thought, wow, like, this is amazing. It's really rare to find a blue lobster. Um, Google, the Google machine says it's a one in two million chance. So that's interesting. Um, But I know it's rare. Anytime a fisher person um, finds it, Their picture gets put in the paper, and it's like, oh my god, yay, it's like winning the lottery, you found the blue lobster. And I didn't think too much of it, I thought, wow, that's a pretty special moment. And then in 2020, eight years later, I, no wait, rewind, yes, yes, 2020, (laughs) Um, Eight years later That is correct I went for a hike In the woods next to a cliff That The cliff then led Into the ocean and water And on this hike In the woods Laying in the moss Was a Empty lobster claw I have a picture of it I thought it was pretty freaking cool And obviously really rare to find uh, a lobster in the forest. I'm like, okay, this is, this is unexpected. Something, I knew something really neat was to come through that message, but I never really grasped it and understood it. Grasp, that's it, grasped (laughs) and understood it. And so... I noted it. I create a Google Doc, so I create a Google Doc for all of my messengers. So one, obviously, labeled lobster, and then every time I encounter the lobster in these ways, then I add to it. Um, so I created the doc. Then I thought, okay, this is this is interesting. Something's here. I have no idea what it is yet, but let it come naturally. I then months later i found a blue lobster at the same beach <laughs> that my parents or my yeah parents grew up and my grandparents lived and i'm like wow holy shit so lobster claw in the spring of 2020 blue lobster found on the beach in the sand dunes while swimming okay this is crazy and what's interesting was it was an adult blue lobster full grown and both claws were gone so that was kind of sad um I felt a lot of grief there because I knew it wouldn't survive so that was yeah pretty special but it was kind of sad that uh yeah, he wouldn't make it, even if I put him back out into the water. So I actually decided to, um, yeah, leave him there so that the gulls could come back and finish um, their meal, I guess. So I then, you know, noted it in my doc. Didn't quite connect what was going on at that time to the lobster. It was still kind of fuzzy. I had hints and pieces, but it wasn't the full picture. And then fast forward to this week, 2020 summer, two years later, I was swimming. And back at that beach, where I grew up going, close to my grandparents. And the weekend that we have um, a big family reunion every time we um, celebrate, it's a cultural holiday. And um, yeah, we we celebrate as a family and it's super beautiful. And so I... (laughs) Found this lobster was on the dunes on my on my way into the water. And this time it was young. It was it was about the length of my hand from the tip of the tail um to the nose, not including the antenna. And its left claw was missing and it had its right claw. And I said, Okay. It is nearly impossible to just find a blue lobster on the beach once in your life. But this is my third time. And things often come in threes for me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is, this is coming around full circle. And this is pretty incredible here. And so I really sat with it. And it's like everything made sense. When I went back, you know, and really had those, like, hits of, like, what this was connected to, I went back into my journal from those months, also in Google Doc, and then the Lobster Doc, and just kind of, like, cross-reference things, and holy shit, it was... It was amazing. I discovered so much. And I also had a session with a really good friend booked. We we support each other in our healing journey by holding space for each other and um, like an, an energy exchange. And so that particular day, um, she was offering me um, a session that helped really really helped um almost like a meditation guiding me deeper into the lobster message and any other messages that want to come through and so it was pretty pretty cool pretty profound and it made sense of the entire triad of of lobster uh messengers that came and really was interesting to see the trajectory of my healing. It was actually deeply connected to my mother wound. And when I tracked um, the last couple years of uh, where I was at in my emotional processing, my, my physical, um, in my nervous system and spiritual and all, all the healings, where I was at, um, you know, as we know, these things are nonlinear, linear linear. anyway, but um, it was so neat to see at each point, I found these different aspects and body parts actually offered the full spectrum of insight as to where I was at in each moment in time. And it actually offered so, so, so much hope. Um, yeah, so much hope, <laughs> because the biggest aspect i I realized of my healing that wound was reclaiming my autonomy in all ways, and the impact that not um reclaiming that and participating in being empowered by my own autonomy and understanding, like, living through my choice versus the choices of others or um, outsiding factors. And so as I, <laughs> um, with each piece of the lobster, I could really see, like, a mirrored... Uh, effect of where I was at in that reclaiming of my autonomy journey Um, yeah, that was entangled in my um, mother wound and it was just so beautiful and I'm still unpacking it in very deep ways but what I am so excited about was the process you know, to have this long, slow burn of the lobster that continued to reach out in really strange way, like powerful ways, like almost impossible ways, <laughs> ways, like so almost impossible. Um, you know, that I don't know if I share these experiences with other humans. Hey, if you're a human who keeps on finding blue lobsters on the beach, please let me know, okay? (laughs) Um, That would be great. (laughs) Or find a lobster claw in the forest. Uh, Yeah, send me an email. Um, (laughs) it's, It's just so fascinating. And... I I don't think it's over yet. I really feel that it will come again in a really unorthodox way. I might even see a blue lobster. Um, But yeah, just an FYI, I don't know if I've mentioned, with the baby lobster I found on shore, note that I did decide this time where it was only missing one claw and had the other claw, and it was nice and young, I swam it deep into the ocean, <laughs> oh, as deep as I could go. Um, so you have to walk quite a ways. Um, it's the Northumberland Strait and in that area, um, in that part of the world, the beach is so flat and there's all these dunes. So basically you like walk for five minutes and you're only like, you go in between waist deep to ankle deep and waist deep to ankle deep for like two kilometers or like a mile. And, um, until you can actually get into like, to your shoulders to like actually do a swim. (laughs) So that was, that was pretty interesting and, uh, pretty cute as I was, um, swimming him down, um, this little blue lobster in my hand. And, uh, you know, you have to hold him a certain way because he's trying to like reach. Um, he's trying to reach me and and basically pinch me and bite me. Um, I'm trying to tell him I'm saving his life, but. <laughs> didn't quite get the memo and continue to try to pinch me, so it was, was kind of funny. I'm really happy that I know how to handle lobsters, I guess, so I could save his life and not harm myself in the process of so please note that this lobster was indeed (laughs) saved and um yeah swam past the dunes so when the tide goes out and all the dunes are exposed at the extreme low tide that the seagulls won't then get him (laughs) so yay that was that was really interesting um So yeah, my intention in sharing this, you know, long-winded lobster story connection to our communication with nature and all of the wisdom that is continuously um, guiding our attention towards, whether we notice it or not, is to invite you into those moments into perhaps, yeah, ways that you have had these moments and say, ah, nah, it's just a coincidence, or you have that feeling, you're like, is this something, is this a sign, and then you, you know, maybe forget to write it down. Maybe you just, yeah, say, well, it's just nature, oh, I don't know, it's just a feeling. I want you to investigate that, I want you to really... Become curious and invite yourself to maybe grab that journal, whether it's a notebook or a Google Doc, and start simple. Start small. If you, you know, for example, if you've found a lobster, just write lobster and the date, maybe a few emotions and just one sentence of what you may be flowing through at that time or what's on your heart. And, um, yeah. Keep it easy. Keep it curious. And don't try to make it into anything special. Just let your experience spill on the page. Let your heart spill on the page. There's no wrong or right.